0: Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to The Clay Project.
1: I'm your host as usual, Evelyn Fair, and today I've got Ian here to share his clay story. Hey.
0: Hey, hey, hey. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me.
1: I feel like you've been waiting for years and years to be on
0: this. I've waited my whole life for this moment. Crazy. Well,
1: (laughs) great to have you on here. Are you ready for the random question?
0: Yes. Let's go.
1: What would the title of your autobiography be?
0: Autobiography is when you write your own. Yeah,
1: book, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <about yourself. laughs>
0: um,
1: Guys, I promise you went to school. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it would be something along the lines of pursuing God or finding God in the midst of this chaotic world. I feel like that's what, like, my. Mm-hmm. Like, there's been so many different. Voices, distractions, so many things competing for like my attention throughout like my 25 years on this earth. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, my life just feels like it's been filtering through all of that to find God in the midst of the noise. So yeah finding god in the noise nothing fancy i
1: like that it seems like a very serious book like you know one of those like little short books that you have to sit out next to your bible and read kind of Mm -hmm. yeah yes is that the vibe
0: i don't know if it's going to be super verbose or it's going to be more you have to read it many times Mm -hmm. you always go back to it but yeah i think it'll be very practical Mm -hmm. for sure
1: Alrighty, this is a nice segue into your clay story. So, whenever you're ready, tell us a bit about you.
0: So, I'm just gonna give a bit of a background. Uh, So, I'm Nigerian, that's where I was born and raised. So, I grew up in a Nigerian home, born in Lagos. And I grew up in a predominantly uh, Christian home. And yeah, there was nothing crazy about my upbringing. You know, it's the typical, I would go to church on a Sunday. Um, uh, my parents were super involved at church, so we would also go during the week, mm-hmm. midweek services, sometimes on Saturdays because they were also part of cleaning ministry and just serving in different areas. So mm-hmm. church was always something that I was around and I was exposed to. I think when I was younger, I didn't really think too much about. It. I knew the basics of the Christian faith. Mm-hmm. I went to church. I was very good, you know, Sunday school kid nothing there was nothing that like stood up about me i would say i don't know basic <laughs> I, was, I was yeah i was very like follow the rules mm-hmm. didn't give a lot of headache to my parents um so that i feel like that's how i was for most of my upbringing cookie cutter just you know play by the books that went on for a long time i went to church um but as I was growing older, as many people do, young men, you start to get introduced to different things in the world, mm-hmm. get exposed to different things. So closer to, I think, when I was 11 or 12, through school and just different spaces, I started to learn about different things like, you know, sex was a thing. You know, just the different things in this world that, you know, that your parents maybe shield you from when you're younger. And eventually I got exposed to things like that. And I remember very specifically um, the first time I ever saw porn. I'm probably going to come back to this later on, but mm-hmm. it was a very, in retrospect, I feel like it was a very traumatic incident, but I didn't really know in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, So I feel like this was like my first time really starting to lose my innocence. And as a young kid, I didn't really know how to process what I had just seen. Or, mm-hmm. um, But, you know, this started to become a part of my life. I was like, okay, this is a thing that people see and watch and whatnot. And then... I'm um, closer to when I was leaving Nigeria. I left Nigeria at 14. At that point, it was still just, I was still very naive, even though I was exposed to this. By 14, I left Nigeria, left all my friends and all my relationships at the time to. Oh, kind-
1: your relationships? <laughs> <laughs> yes,
0: yeah, my friendships, okay. you know? <laughs> I wasn't in. <laughs> yes, I didn't have multiple relationships. Just checking,
1: because so. <laughs> you didn't know Nigerian guys. <laughs>
0: yeah, so I left I left then um, to Canada. So when I got to Canada, I think this was like my first um, first time really being independent, really mm-hmm. being away from home during this year and a half, I really got exposed to a lot. I was fourteen, very impressionable. People from around literally over a hundred nationalities mm-hmm. were in the same school, so different experiences, different backgrounds. And I was this Nigerian kid, fresh off the boat. <laughs> fresh off the boat. And um yeah, I started to make friends gradually. But I think in that space too, I started to get introduced to things that perhaps were not, you know, safe for the home. We're just very, you know, worldly things. And in my head at the time, it's just like, oh, this is things that people do. Mm-hmm. My my mom would encourage me to still go to church and the days that I didn't, the Sundays that I didn't go to church, I would try to avoid talking with her because as, you know, as I said, I was always very in code good. So I didn't want to lie to her and say, Oh, I went to church when I didn't. So when I did go, you know, I would, I would chat with her freely. But when I did it, I would try to avoid those, you know, conversations. This went on for a while. I was just a, you know, the Sunday Christian sort of thing. But then a, the time came to apply for universities. I applied for universities. I got in. And I ended up going to the University of Waterloo. And at this point, I was 15. So I spent a year and a half in high school. And I think this is probably the biggest shift in my story because I entered university at 15. I mean, entering university at 15 in any sort of space is a big deal. But for me, it was very, um, I'll say it was very, it was a very impactful time. I remember going into university and just being exposed to, like, my my roommate at the time smoked weed. It was a very consistent thing. This was not new. A lot of people on my floor drank. So I was just kind of thrown into, like, high school was already, like, you know, I I lost my innocence. I got exposed to a lot of things that maybe I was shielded from. But university was, like, that on steroids. It was just, (laughs) like, there was no curfew. There was nothing. I was really... Independent, you know, and I think without all those guarders, I started to get to know more of Ian and get to see myself in relation to the world around me. Um, so in university, I remember I was still that kid that tried to do well in school. I, I somehow found a way to balance everything. I would make time for studying, but I would also make time to go out with friends, go to parties, and just live the typical like university. I wanted to have that fresh freshman experience in mm-hmm. first year and I didn't really see any problems with what I was doing at the time but then as time started to go on I I started to you know I would I would find that I would try certain things and there was always just this voice at the back of my head that I don't know if it's all my mom's like <laughs> you know over the years all the things she's maybe taught me and whatnot my parents have taught me um, but I would do things that I would not be able to even fully enjoy them. It got to a point where I started to feel just discontent mm-hmm. with this lifestyle. The things I used to do was not, were not exciting in the same way. I couldn't fully give myself to them. What was funny is that I started to get more involved in church. You know, mm-hmm. people started to know me as, oh, the guy that can sing. <laughs> and then I would go to church and I would have a great time, worship God, but then, it would kind of similar to in high school. It would be like a Sunday Christianity. And then during the week, it would be back to, you know, the normal stuff going out, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And I even started to get, what was crazy, I started to get involved with like worship team. I used to lead worship at a very young, young age, you know, like I was probably 16, 17 at this point. Mm -hmm. I got my way into the worship team. You know, they're like, wow, he's gifted. He's talented. But it, most of them didn't know how I was living during the week. They just saw the gift and the yeah. talent. And I think that's another lesson, like, yeah. gifting does not equal to character.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um. But I was doing this, you know, I would, people would be, bl- and the reason that people would be blessed when I would minister and worship and lead the congregation, they're like, wow, that was something special. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, I'm like, thank you. And then I'm back <laughs> to you know? So it was just very, like. This yo-yo type of Christianity Mm -hmm. is going back and forth. So I started to make more Christian friends when I was in university in my second year. And one of my friends, you know, we started to get close. And, you know, she used to challenge me on my faith and different things and vice versa. It was good to have like someone else that was in the school setting, Mm -hmm. but was also trying to walk faithfully with God. Mm -hmm. Um, That was a very encouraging place to be. And I remember specifically, I still remember the day, not the specific day, but like the situation. We had this like mini worship time, very quick worship time in the Student Life Center. And then shortly after, there was a party after. So we had, and then most of the people from there went straight to the party. And I was one of them, you know, I was just like, okay, (laughs) cool, it was great worshiping. God Now let's go, (laughs) after the party, let's go turn up. And I remember going to that, having, fun you know in in the campus pub and you know I left and I was just chilling and I saw my friend after I was like oh you you didn't come in and she was like yeah like it felt weird to after that time of worship to Mm -hmm. go in and it's like you know don't you have that kind of reverence for God and you know I kind of started thinking like yeah that's kind of weird you know Mm. and that duality was just kind of it started to like become more apparent to me like this was how I was living but for some reason that conversation, or, or obviously there were other conversations before them, but that moment felt more like, yeah, it made me take a step back and actually think. And at that point I was like, okay, I need to start making strides towards living a consistent Christian life. Mm-hmm. I was just getting to this point where I was like, I wanted more, mm-hmm. like the quick devotionals that I would do was not enough anymore. Um, I was just looking for more, like more of God, essentially. Then came the summer and it was time for me to go on my next internship. I was away from school. I was away from all those normal pressures. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it was during this time that I really just, something was different. Now, like there was a sense of like, I had my own headspace. I had the time to think about my decisions better without the influences of everyone around me. Mm -hmm. And... I remember this one day, you know, I was watching my shows and just living life, you know, after a long work day, just come home and do the same thing. And what I would tell myself is like, yeah, once I'm done catching up on all my shows, I will spend time with God. Yeah. This was like my thing, you know, and I was, and it never happened. You know, I'll be like, yeah, let me watch this. And by the time I'm done this, I'm like, I would just find a way not to, you know, it was I just, know. it's like you feed your flesh so much that your spirit is like, you've quenched your spirit and there's no, There's no desire, you know, for God. So that happened for a while. But there was a day where I just felt like, man, I was literally in the middle of an episode of a show. You know, I'm not saying anything against shows, but this was my (laughs) this is my story. Um, I was literally in the middle of an episode of a show. I'm not gonna say the show. Please don't. (laughs) But I I just felt I just felt like what am I doing? I don't know. It was very strange and I paused it. And I closed everything. And at the time, I had this app on my phone where I would keep track of the different shows that I watched. And then I was like, you know what? Like, I actually want to follow God more. Mm -hmm. And I had to make the decision. I closed the show, closed the app. I deleted the app off my phone. And for me, that was huge because now I couldn't keep track of where (laughs) I was in all my different shows, right? Um. So I, yeah, I decided to deleted and it felt I'm I'm not joking it felt like like someone lifted a load off of me when I deleted that app it felt very like it felt like a spiritual action it wasn't just mm-hmm. like something practical like someone gives you an advice you go do it this was back in 2016 but it was it was life-changing for me and when I came for my internship I ended up going attending a new church there and just through that time I felt like my spirit was being strengthened like mm-hmm. I. I, f- I remember being very like bold and just like I would learn things in the Bible and I'm like wow I'll share it on Facebook like it was just very like childlike I didn't think about the social implications I was just very like my heart was actually desiring and like seeing revelations of God in his word and it was actually convicting me and I was like man I want people to see this Mm -hmm. you know I was also reading the book Crazy Love by Francis Chan and I was like wow I was just so like it was almost like I was finally able to have that headspace to just seek God. I went back for my final term of university. I was about to graduate and I would tell my friends, yeah, I'm not going out. It was, it was so weird. I came back almost like a new person. Like thankfully I also had another friend at the time, the friend I, I told you about earlier that she was the one convicting me and challenging me. It was good to have that friendship still there because during that time, at least I would have someone to hang out with. I would have someone that had the same mm-hmm. convictions. And that's, you know, it's very important to have those kinds of people in your your life during those kind of seasons. I I graduated from university and, you know, all that was behind me. And I would like to say that everything was just perfect from there. It obviously wasn't. But I feel like the 2016-2017 year was just very, um, it was a very important step in my faith journey. Mm -hmm. And I found now I was in a place where I actually was chasing after God. Um, obviously there's a lot of things that happened between 2017 and now, but I feel like it's been a journey of just getting to know God. And I think kind of mentioning going back to what I mentioned earlier about like at, at 12 being introduced to porn and different things. I think now, um, from that time on, I started to, I started to understand like what the love of God really meant. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've been mean, going through this journey of. Understanding the love of God, but not just stopping there, realizing that because of the trauma, because of all the habits I've formed over the years, Mm -hmm. there is a journey of renewing your mind that has to, that has to continue. You know, the Bible talks about putting off the old man and putting on the man that is renewed in the Holy Spirit. I started to realize that I can't just call myself Christian and not do anything to renew my thinking, renew the way I look at the world, renew the way I look at women, renew the way I look at myself, renew the way I look at God. Like, it was just like I had to relearn everything all over again. So I feel like ever since then till now, it's just been a process of pursuing God, seeking his word, letting his word renew parts of me that I thought were renewed. But sometimes you need to be re-reminded, you know, re-renewed. Um And even like that journey never stops. I feel like even as I've, you know, share my clay story, like the story is still being written and it's not like, yeah. okay, now I've shared it and like, that's it. And yeah, it's, it's just been a, it's just been a beautiful journey. And I feel like part of that journey has also been being connected with like a godly community that could actually keep me accountable. People that will keep me in check, people that will actually call me out um, mm-hmm. when I'm, you know, doing,
1: moving mad. <laughs> exactly.
0: So, um, Yeah, it's just been a beautiful journey so far. And I hope I was able to kind of give you a a brief glimpse into my story and how Jesus has, yeah, how Jesus changed my life. So yeah, that's me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for sharing your story. I feel like I have so many questions, but I'm going to ask you only one. Okay, so you talked about like being exposed to pornography quite early on Mm -hmm. um, in life. And I feel like a lot of people... A lot of people in our generation or a lot of Christians, old, new, mature, whatever, have gone through that or are still going through that as a struggle. What sort of practical steps did you take or have you taken or are you taking?
0: I'm glad you kind of asked that because I think it's one of those, it's almost like this plague in society now. Mm -hmm. um, But because of the way society is going, it's becoming more normalized. Yeah. And it's almost because of the, it's so personal. It's one of those things people don't talk. It's easy for someone to say, oh, I lied or I stole something. Yeah. But people would not want to say, oh, I watched porn Mm -hmm. or I'm addicted to porn or like, you Mm -hmm. know, some of the things I've learned over the years, is just guarding your ear gates, your eye gates, every input into your life, into your mind, guarding it diligently, practically. Mm -hmm. When it comes to social media, I'm not on social media too much. I try to also have um, screen time. Mm -hmm. If you have an iOS device, I highly, highly, (laughs) highly, highly recommend it. 10.30 to 11.30 or to 10.30 p.m., I can use my phone. But from that time on, all my apps are blocked off. So I don't get notifications. I don't do none of that because a lot of people are more vulnerable at night. Mm -hmm. Um, So for me, I've learned that, you know, having practical steps like that, you've been like, you know, my phone is away now. I can go practice guitar. I can listen to the Bible. I can do other things that would not expose me or make me vulnerable. Another one that I found helpful is really having accountability. Mm -hmm. I use an app with my some of my brothers called Covenant Eyes. When you're on your own, your mind can wander and you're like, oh, let me just check this. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh. If I do, my brothers are going to see this. And that in itself, obviously, it should should be God you're accountable to. Yeah. But practically, just knowing that you have people, almost people always watching. big brother. (laughs) You know, like, it's very, it kind of keeps you in check, you know, like, like I'm very passionate about just, like, the purity walk, especially for guys, for men. Um, so I have so much more I could say. Maybe we'll have a part two.
1: Is this you begging <laughs> to be on the podcast again? Bring me, bring me back, please. <laughs> I think
0: about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think those two things, you know, just guarding your ear gates, your eye gates, what you consume mm-hmm. and accountability. Those things really go a long way in fighting this, this beast of lust and pornography. Um, yeah. And I'm sure God will give you grace as well
1: amen amen yes I'm gonna leave it there where can the people find you
0: yeah if you wanted to find me um I think the social media platform I use the most is Instagram I probably still have it mainly for like music because I do music on the side
1: Ooh, really <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes yeah, so I do music on the side you know apart from being a worship leader I'm also an artist okay upcoming artists
1: okay
0: <laughs> um, so yeah you can find me at ian underscore osawi on instagram and um yeah that's probably the best place to find me when you find me on there you know whenever you find me <laughs>
1: cool all right thank you everyone for listening and thank you ian for being on the podcast for the first time ever ever woo, 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 woo. it's crazy it's taking so <laughs> long anywho if you've got any questions for ian regarding his clay story Send a DM to at theclay.project on Instagram or an email to theclayproject.pod at gmail.com. Until next time, see ya!
0: Bye!